Shalom Aleichem. Welcome to the Schmooze, the Yiddish Book Center's podcast. I'm Lisa Newman, and today I'm visiting with Leslie Yalen. Leslie is the Yiddish Book Center's Education Program Manager. She assists in the development of the Center's educational programs and co-edits the Yiddish Book Center's teacher resources at teachgreatjewishbooks.org. She received her BA from Brown University and her MFA in Creative Writing from the University of Massachusetts. Welcome, Leslie. Hi. Thanks for having me. Well, um, it's nice to hear you since my colleague on the other line, um, we can't really visit in person. It's nice to connect virtually. It is. is. Yeah, while we're both working remotely. Um, And it's really nice to have a chance actually to catch up on teachgreatjewishbooks.org because you don't know when I dip in and out of that site, do you? I don't. Do you look at it frequently? Yeah, I do. Um, I enjoy it. Um, But we'll talk about that more later. Um, And... uh, you know, uh, we're talking obviously during the pandemic and classes are all being taught remotely. So I can see that the site has even more importance and um, relevance as a resource for teachers who've had to transition to the virtual classroom. And this was not anything that one anticipated when we launched this years ago. True, true. But um, I guess even in a non crisis. Um, The idea of having resources online, resources that are very visual and multimedia seems important and um, seems like an important part of, you know, making modern Jewish literature really pop for students and and be engaging. So that's how and why we've been building the site. And it just so happens that now seems like all teaching of modern Jewish literature has probably been moved to online. Yeah. Um, so the site, just for a little bit of background, as we say, is created by teachers for teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an ever-growing collection. Um, it's got textual, audio, visual materials, and they're really designed to support the teaching of modern Jewish literature and culture, um, secondary schools, universities, and elsewhere, as we say. Um, so talk a little bit about the site, if you could, and sort of just um, an overview of what it's all about and who its audience is. Sure, yeah. The site, teachgreatjewishbooks.org, was, um, it really was built by teachers and for teachers. It started, it came out of our um, Great Jewish Books teacher workshop that we did some years ago, Um, where high school teachers and middle school teachers came to the center to study modern Jewish literature um, with the aim of bringing more modern Jewish literature and culture back to their classrooms. Um, And those teachers, while they were here, worked on resource kits um, that would provide um, interesting primary and secondary sources and multimedia um, resources on a specific text. And um, they created these kits and we built the site kind of on a shoestring budget to make those kits that they had built accessible um, to lots of teachers. And since then, it's grown and evolved. Both um, the platform and the site itself has has gotten more user-friendly and pretty. Um, And also the amount of content that we have up there, we now have close to, I'm actually looking at the site, I think it's close to 80 kits, resource kits, each one about a different text or topic. Um, It's fully searchable by different topics and subjects that teachers might be teaching. Um, That includes, you know, um, the Holocaust and 
Hebrew and poetry and Israel and um, childhood and feminism and fiction. These are all different topics that you can search um, on our site. And um, each kit just really provides materials for a teacher to teach um, a specific text in a way that's going to grab students' attention and provide context and, and make the, the text really pop. So let me put a question to you, if I may, that has sort of frequently been asked of me. Um, why modern Jewish culture and literature, and how, do, how does this really relate to Yid, the, the Yiddish literature that we've mm -hmm. saved over the past many 40 years? Yeah. Yes, I, I have to answer that question a lot, too, and I like answering that question. Mm -hmm. um, well, as you know, Lisa, as, as the book collection part of the Yiddish Book Center's work has slowed down, not to say stopped by any means, but um, as it slowed down over the last 10 years, we've developed a lot more educational programs, and um, the idea that we want to provide you know, a window into what's inside the Yiddish books um, is one part of it. So, and, but then also beyond just Yiddish, because Yiddish um, always has been in conversation with and is in conversation with other languages that Jews spoke um, and wrote in. So whether it's Hebrew, English, Russian, German, um, Spanish, French, many other languages, um, Yiddish literature was and culture was developing um, and is developing in conversation with some of those other languages. So um, at a certain point, we, we started the Great Jewish Books Program for teens, where teenagers come to the center for five days and study modern Jewish literature and culture, not just Yiddish, but from all of those different languages, to really get a sense of um, modern Jewish literature and culture in a, in a bigger picture, how the different languages and places and writers interact, how themes repeat themselves um, and, and evolve. Um, and we started running this program and it just had, we could see that the, the literature and the exposure to this huge breadth of literature had such a powerful impact on students who really had never thought about the concept of modern Jewish literature before. Um, and I think having them encounter even that phrase, modern Jewish literature, that there's a body of work, a huge body of work that's composed of many bodies of work, um, but that could be looked at in one context together. Um, I think students were really excited by that and by all the questions that it, it raised. Um, and so from there, we, we turned to working with teachers who work with students, and that led us to creating the site. So we should qualify for our listeners who are not familiar with it. Um, and also another one of those questions that gets sometimes directed to one or the other of us, mm -hmm. these books are all works in English. So they are works in translation, but they are works in translation, as you mentioned, from any of the maybe 18 different Jewish languages. It could be Hebrew, it could be um, Ladino, it could be Yiddish, um, but they are yeah. in English. Yes, yeah. so the, the text um, that we teach and that the site gives resources for they're all um they're works that were written in any of those languages including english but if they were written in a language other than english then yes we're working with the translation and that the site is in english and one of the things that's sort of fascinating um 
as I watch the students, and I've watched this all evolve, you know, from, as you say, from the original Great Jewish Book Summer Program for high school students, and then we had some of the teachers there at the same time, and then it became, the, you know, it, we kept adding to this um, this program with the website, et cetera, is that, as you say, I think it's been really surprising um, for a lot of these high school students to take a dive into this literature. And many of them, and this was not an intended consequence of this, many of them really became interested in the idea of being able to learn Yiddish so that they could explore this, sort of the roots of modern Jewish literature as well, being able to read it in the original and, and, and read that work that wasn't translated. And I've found that it's um, it's been a really great bridge in terms of understanding Yiddish literature and culture and its relationship to modern Jewish culture. Yeah, I mean, it's one of our happiest things when a teenager who was a great Jewish books participant um, then comes back to the center as a college student for the Steiner Summer Yiddish program to learn Yiddish. Um, and it makes total sense because um, while, you know, while we do teach literature from all these different languages, we are the Yiddish Book Center, and Yiddish is always very central to the experience, whether it's, it's a program at the center or on the website. Um, you know, our website has three main categories. Um, one is called Modern Jewish Literature, one is called Yiddish Literature in Translation, one is called Jewish Life History and Culture. So the Yiddish Literature in Translation is one major section um, of the site and major chunk of the literature that we're hoping people will read. Um, modern Jewish literature then refers to Jewish literature other than Yiddish literature. So Yiddish is still very much at the center um, and something that we're trying to introduce to more teachers. And um, I'm, I'm intrigued to ask you this um, because the site has grown, as you say, to include some 80 kits, which is quite a Herculean task, I may say, Leslie, um, to, to build that out and to build them out with um, the dedication that you and the writers do. I mean, you really put yourself into those kits, and they're creative and they're surprising. And some of the subjects, some of the topics are topics that you would expect um, we would be dealing with, and then some of them you take um, from in, in really inventive ways, like the entry point into some of this. Um, I find surprising and energizing. It doesn't surprise me that you would do that. You're very creative. You're a writer. You're visual. And you bring a lot to the kits from that, that, those aspects of your personality. What are some of the fun ones that you've done over the course or the ones that are surprising or just it sort of took you out of the box a little bit? Hmm. Um, well, there's a lot of different angles I could go with that. Um, I mean, one thing that is we've recently published that is surprising perhaps to find on um, a Teach Great Jewish Books website is a kit about the Great Gatsby. Um, I didn't write this resource kit. I, I've edited most of the kits on the site, but the writer of this one is Sadie Gold Shapiro. Um, and this kit focuses on the one um, named Jewish character in Gatsby, Meyer Wolfsheim. Um, and I think that that's just surprising in itself to find a kit uh, about the great Gatsby on our site. Um, and it makes me really happy that it's there because it's a, a book that's so widely taught by so many teachers at so many schools. And I, I'm guessing 
rarely thought about from a Jewish perspective. Um, although things have been written about Meyer Wolfsheim and about the anti-Semitism um, of this portrayal, um, this, I don't think I think that it's probably something that a lot of teachers just skip over. Um, there's a lot to talk about with Gatsby beyond this, of course. Um, but what we provide in there is a few um, interesting things that could help a teacher who hasn't, you know, had time to study this thoroughly, um, but could, you know, help them to really address this issue with students, this character of Meyer Wolfsheim. Who is he? Why did Fitzgerald create him? Is the, char is the character um, anti-Semitic? What have scholars said about that? Um, what was going on at the time that Gatsby was written that would um, lead to this portrayal um, and things like that. And um, so there are kits in that category that I think are just surprising that we've, we've even have them up there. So, you know, in terms of talking about these, it's apparent that there are ones, again, that surprise me. Like, let me, divorce in modern Jewish culture. Mm -hmm. I bet that's fascinating. Mm -hmm. And what does that tell us? And what, what, what kinds of conversations do these prompt? And um, yeah, in terms of bringing a new, a new perspective or a new entry point for a teacher. Yeah, so some of the kits, like the one you just mentioned, are not focused on specific texts, but on a sort of cultural um, element or a part of the, the life cycle um, or a hol Jewish holiday. And um, what we try to do with those kits is to um, you know, we're not my Jewish learning. Um, we're we're not explaining the the laws or the traditions. What we're doing is talking about and showing how that thing, whether it's divorce or uh, Yom Kippur or something like that, has been treated in modern Jewish culture and literature. So, looking at some of the most um, interesting or prominent examples of um, of that particular event in Jewish literature and culture and seeing what the great writers or culture makers have had to say about it. Um, and I think that can be useful for teachers who are trying to teach about a part of Jewish culture or Jewish life and who want something different, not just necessarily the facts or the, um, the basics about um, how a certain holiday is celebrated, but who want some um, examples of how that holiday or event was treated um, in Jewish culture. And I think that, and I hope I'm right to say um, that these are also um, interesting ways to, to see not only the Jewish, you know, aspects of Jewish culture and literature, but the Jewish experience, the immigrant experience, et cetera, in a more universal way. I mean, there, there's relevance beyond um, let me rephrase that. There's just that that these do have some universal themes to them, or just different ways to look at it. The The Great Gatsby is an example of that. Right. Absolutely. I mean, all of great Jewish literature, like all great literature, I think, um, has universal aspects to it. There are particular aspects, and there are universal aspects, and um, you know, those are all very important when studying literature on the site. I would say that the kits um, do tend to focus on the Jewish elements within the text, just because that's what we feel that we can offer 
um, and something that we feel like a lot of teachers, even at Jewish day schools, um, where often the English teacher or the history teacher isn't necessarily Jewish or knowledgeable about Jewish topics. Um, I mean, sometimes they are, but sometimes they're not. And um, what we can offer is some of that context, um, some of the research that makes a text um, more meaningful. And have you been surprised by the ways in which the kits are being used or the kind of engagement or discovery that they're prompting? Um, yeah, I mean, people, I don't know, I don't know if I'm surprised, but I'm excited to hear um, about teachers using these kits. Um, I had someone write to me a week or two ago, um, just around Pesach, saying that um, he used our kit about matzo balls um, to great effect and that his students really enjoyed some of the kind of uh, archival documents and old recipes and old menus that are included in that kit. Um, that his, his students found that fascinating and it kind of allowed him to bring something light and fun um, to his, his um, teaching of the holiday. Uh, so the, again, the site has grown really exponentially since it was launched. Is there anything new in the works that you wanna share? Um, well, we are um, in the process of having some uh, new features being built for the site, and I'm, I'm excited about them, and especially one feature which is going to allow us to create um, what we're calling for now curated collections on the site so that, um, you know, there's different ways to search the site now, um, but this will allow for um, a teacher to come to the site and see that there's a collection of kits about immigration, um, a collection of kits um, on or by um, women writers, a collection of kits about Holocaust poetry or something like that. And they'll be able to click on that collection and get a flavor for what's available before diving into specific kits. Um, and I think that that's just gonna surface a lot of what's on the site um, and help teachers find um, what they're looking for. More and is it, is it a fair question to ask you as my last question? Do you have a favorite? Oh, I don't know if I could, if it would be fair for me to say that I have a favorite, um, but I'll say one that I think is really great. And so I, I should say that a lot of these kits were created by different teachers and scholars that we know and have asked to create the kits. And um, some of them were created by teachers who participated in one of our teacher summer programs. And this one um, that I'm going to talk about was in the latter category, um, a wonderful teacher, high school English teacher from the Philadelphia area named Michelle Friedman created this kit last summer, um, and it's the one about Paul Ceylon's poem, Death Fugue. Um, I mean, this is not light uh, fair. This is a Holocaust-inspired poem um, from a survivor and um, important writer of the 20th century. Um, but Michelle just did, she's, I, you know, from what I can tell, not having been in her classroom, she seems to be a master teacher, um, and she has since used this kit that she created with her class and said it went very well. Um, and she just, you know, if you open the kit, there's, you know, there's audio of Paul Ceylon reading the poem um, in German. 
there's which is just great to hear and she has suggestions for activities about having students you know listen to the original language and see what they can get out of that experience um, she has um, what I really like because the poem is called death fugue um, she has a link to a video where the idea of a the musical uh, fugue lane um, and then has students you know just discussing whether this poem is actually a fugue, why he called it a fugue, what is a fugue, what is this poem, how are they the same and different. Um, she has a, a resource where she's comparing two translations of the poem. So you actually see both translations side by side and they're so different um, and so interesting. One of them devolves from English back into German and sort of lets some of the German come back in. And she has a lot of interesting questions about that. So she's um, use this with her high school students and um, I just think it provides such a rich experience poem whereas if you just brought in the poem had students read it and discuss it maybe with some pointed discussion questions it would be um, so, such a lesser experience I think or a different experience but you just wouldn't have um, context very important in this case so I was very excited about it and just proud of her. <laughs> So again, for our listeners, the site is teachgreatjewishbooks.org. It's made possible with support from the Jim Joseph Foundation, devoted to fostering compelling, effective Jewish learning experiences for youth and young adults in the U.S. And additional funding for the site has been provided by the Applebaum Foundation and by Yiddish Book Center members. So, Leslie, thanks so much for joining me and for all the work that you have put into this. It's really it's engaging, it's smart, it's an amazing resource, and um, we hope that it will be shared widely and accessed by teachers. Um, it's free access to all of this. So thanks Great again. To all, and, and we really do forward to hearing um, feedback from anyone. The site is a work in progress, and anyone who looks at it or uses it love to hear from you. Great. Take care, and I Thanks. hope to see you in person sometime soon. <laughs> you too. Thanks. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Schmooze, a production of the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst, Massachusetts. For more on Yiddish and Jewish culture, visit YiddishBookCenter.org. Today's podcast was coordinated by Sam Brivik and produced by Sarah Blakefeld. Be well, be healthy, and tune in again soon. Thank you.